Metal Cough! Hey, everybody. Here we go with Sunday Night John with the people. The way it's supposed to be. Football season, Sunday night. Get used to it. And uh, as we are recording this, the 49ers and Chargers, they got their fingers in the air, John. Four, four, four on the floor. Time to play the alma mater. Fourth quarter ahead in the preseason games. That's our cue to go ahead and start. <laughs> I, I agree, G-Rock. Let, let's, get, let's get it going. Oh, man. Big week of, uh, you know, a lot of things happened this weekend. Like, you didn't think I'd watch the Panthers preseason game, and I watched a series of it. So, in your face. That's how I spent some of my Saturday night, you know, just to I, I didn't I didn't watch it to you. shit. It was not worth it, and I turned it off and moved on with my life very quickly. Why? I mean, did you attempt to just peek at the Giants-Browns today? It was like, I, I'm not doing it. I did. I did. I got there like eight minutes late, and I missed everything relevant, yeah, I it think. Was- some, some of these preseason games are terrible. And some of them have, like, you know, one of the biggest stories in the NFL going. I don't know. Tonight was, uh, tonight was fun. Tonight was a good time. Tonight was a good time. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, before we go any further, before we start getting to the YouTube comments, actually, not before we go any further, we are on YouTube. If you don't know about the podcast, get the podcast. If you're on the podcast, you don't know about the YouTube, go check out the YouTube. Let's say that first and foremost, Milkoff. Easy to do. Also have a Facebook page. Hey, we're Middlecoff. Go there. Like it. All the podcast gets loaded there. We need you to leave uh, questions. You can obviously do it at Apple iTunes. Just leave a review. Five stars if you like us. One star if you don't. Three stars if you're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But just leave a review. It, just or Leave a question in the review section. You can also do it on Facebook as well. You don't see a lot of three-star reviews. Alert. Not that I'm encouraging them, but you know, it's <clears throat> usually you go to review something, it's like, Oh, it's amazing, or oh, it sucked. There's not a lot of. It's pretty good. I mean, I might eat there again if I'm out of other options. Yeah, you're right. Indifference doesn't drive people to Apple iTunes, right? No. You're either going there as a as a hater. That's right. Or as a lover. Yep. Uh, but and we like lovers. Uh, yes, we do. But that's how you get in the mailbag. So get in the mailbag. We appreciate it. And uh, we we get to mailbags at the end of every week. I was just looking at the numbers. The last mail that uh, last mailbag did very well. So. <laughs> Thank you. Business is booming. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for uh, keeping us surviving here, trying to feed our children. Yeah, and thank you to our sponsor, our friends, Tito's Handmade Vodka, John, where uh, as we sit here on a uh, Sunday night, you got your bottle. I actually, I've, I'm back to the ginger beer. A lot of people have been sending me photos of their ginger beer, the number one vodka in America, of course, is Tito's Handmade Vodka. A lot of people, you've been sending you photos. I'm going to make another uh, another drink tonight. Our guy, Devin, gave us a bunch <clears> of... Uh, uh, you know Tito's options. What's your drink tonight? Well, t- because I got a lot of this ginger beer, I'm going with the fresh fruit mule, John, which is Tito's ginger beer, and I happen to have a can of pineapple juice in the fridge, so it's got. You go Tito's, you go a little ginger beer, and you go a little pineapple juice, and you got yourself a cocktail. Three ounces of ginger beer. As I make yes, this, you got t- good good grip there. Yep. We love our friends at Tito's, Austin, American made. Uh, no big deal. You know, we try to we try to be pro America here. Austin, Texas, distilled and bottled by Fifth Generation Inc. Austin, Texas, John's just forty percent. Tito's <laughs> might ask that we do a little more than just read the bottle when we tell people we're sponsored by Tito's. <laughs> no, I, I guy, I went out last night in Walnut Creek, uh, dinner with my guy Ryan Fry. 
And uh, Hawkins actually ended up coming to meet us out. Mm. And just the Tito's nice was absolutely flowing. Ordered Tito's at rooftop. We went over to Bounty Hunter, ordered some more Tito's. And the Tito's was flowing. And by the time I got home, I was pretty uh, pretty toasty. <laughs> <laughs> I got this uh, this little Tito's glass that Devin gave us, too. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, I mean, come on. it's it's This is the number one vodka in America, people. It's no accident. So it's great to have them sponsoring the show. But... Oh, one way or the other. Actually, one guy sent me a photo. He said, I almost bought a $9 bottle of vodka, and then I thought, no, I'm going to support the podcast, and I'm going to buy some Tito's. Uh, and he did. And the beauty of Tito's is they're not blowing out your wallet, but they are bringing double gold, high quality, best of the best, six-time distilled in copper pots, not columns. Tito himself knows this is the way to do it, John. Distilled and bottled in Austin, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Cheers to everybody. Can't recommend it enough. Yeah, cheers to everybody. Tito's, cheers to you, Tito's, uh, Tito, and uh, all of our Tito's drinkers. That's good, John. I went a little. This is actually oh. a pineapple mango I used. All right. Oh, uh, that's some flavor. Podcast also brought to you. We get a lot of comments, some negative, some positive. Trey Lance seems to be a talking point, so we're about to get to that. <laughs> but before we do, podcast also brought to you by mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. Back. <clears throat> Yep, get your gamble on mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. They will match your deposit up 100%. Put down 1,000, they'll match it. Put down 500, they'll match it. 100%? Yeah, 100%, guy. We got gambling right around the corner, obviously, with football. We have golf tournament that needs to finish Monday morning. Next couple weeks, FedEx playoffs. Jake Paul, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's that YouTube guy. Big fight this weekend. You want to get your gamble on? MyBookie has you covered absolutely everything. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Make yourself a Tito's and sodas. Make yourself a Tito's and a transfusion. Make yourself the drink the guy just made, Tito's, ginger, and maybe even a little pineapple juice. And go to mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, place yourself a bet. I'm actually doing that right now. Can I give you, I, I want to just check the updated line because I checked on this this weekend. I had a thought. I told you about this a couple of weeks ago, but I hadn't checked the line yet. You ready for this? I don't know how many futures bets people go on. Uh, if I get this to load here. Um Future bet NFL coach of the year, but I like yeah, Belichick. I think I checked the other day. What was he? Um, 10 to one. No, I want to say it was even here we go. NFL coach of the year, blah, blah, blah. Belichick 16 to one. I think Bill's won it twice. It's been a while since Bill's won the award. These awards tend to be given to somebody who we don't necessarily think is going to be great, or we don't exactly know what to make of their team. Uh, if Bill rolls out and wins 10 games, goes 10 and seven, this is the kind of year, you know, you don't get it when you've got a generational quarterback and great deep, like it doesn't tend to be who wins the award, but when you're working against kind of what people expect of you, even though people widely recognize Belichick as the greatest ever, I think it could turn into a year where it's an opportunity to give him the award that everybody knows he should have more than twice. So Belichick, it's 16 to one, John Arthur Smith is nine to one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch that with a 50-foot pole. I think you're right on Belichick. Odds are incredible, one. Two, there's just going to be some momentum coming off a terrible season for his standards. I love that. 16-1, to 1, I might put $100 on that tomorrow. I, I love that bet. All right, there you go. All right, John, a uh, lot to get to. Let's start with this. What exactly was Kyle Shanahan doing or looking for tonight? We have not – it was pretty – uh, it was not traditional the way he intended to start the game, what his plan was, but his plan kind of went out the window as it turned out. Well, Jimmy ended up playing 15 
you know, plays, right? They had a long first drive. When it got announced with John Lynch, and it felt like they kind of did that on purpose, like he was being interviewed before the game on the field with those guys and kind of announced mm-hmm. that, almost like setting the tone. I immediately text you because you were the lone guy who I, I thought it was over. Everyone kind of feels like it was over. Jimmy was going to start. Then it was, whoa, is this thing... What these media people see in practice, and you and I have been to some of these practices, unless you're actually talking to Kyle and the staff about what they truly believe when they go back and watch the tape, like when I was a part of training camps, you spend so much time watching the practice film, discussing the practice film, evaluating the practice film. So what you see on pr- the practice field is like, is ha- obviously it all happens there, but then the discussion of it is such a huge part, and that's we're not privy to any of that. And Kyle, clearly with the situation, I think there's a lot going on internally that the, the media is just off on. And I saw tonight when it was announced, and I, I'm guilty too, but clearly that Trey had an opportunity to still be the starter week one headed into tonight, I think. Kyle can say whatever he, he'll talk after the game. We're doing it before he talks. He can say whatever he wants. Like, you don't do the, do the Taysom Hill, Jameis, I guess Drew Brees thing that they had intended to do without some thoughts of like, let's just see, let's just see who the better man is tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, what the, when we talked about it Thursday, Kyle said, we're going to evaluate whether or not Trey Lance gets some first team reps on Friday. And so our take on Thursday was, was basically like, if he's not getting first team reps on Friday, this thing is over right now. He kind of couched it at the time and not, Hey, this is a competition more. So I just want him to play against Derwin James and Joey Bosa guys like that they're not playing in this preseason game so the only chance he's going to get to play against guys like that is is in friday's practice so we kind of wait friday rolls around he gets first team reps then we get the plan he's going to get two first team series and then jimmy's going to come back but then jimmy got a 15 play drive ended in a pick by the way and then trey which we'll get to how trey looked then he doesn't look great so then he plays more and plays more and plays more and it goes from me saying at the beginning of the game not that many guys who don't have a chance to start get to play with the ones in the preseason to not that many guys who have a chance to start or playing in the third quarter of the preseason. <laughs> yeah. So I think all of that is to say, it, maybe to, to some degree for Kyle, it's a pretty fluid situation. Well, as we watched the last three days, Thursday, no Trey ones, Friday, Trey ones, Saturday, they had a plan to start the game and the plan changed. This is a very fluid situation. I don't know if it's fluid in Kyle's mind, let me put it that way, but it is fluid in the way it's playing out. Yeah, I, th- that's where I'm going to give you a lot of credit, that you were one of the lone guys. It was way more fluid than the way I think it was perceived on the outside, from the media to the fans, right? Because I, I would imagine if you were just polling people this last week, oh, Jimmy's just going to start, right? That just was the feeling. That's what I felt. That just kind of was the overall feeling. Kyle in his back pocket was not feeling that, though. Right? That's clearly what happened. Then tonight, he pivoted fast, too. You know, I I don't want to say it's over, because now I had to reevaluate some things when they came into this game. But it did go pretty well for Jimmy, the way that whole thing started. He let him down. The problem is, we'll get into Jimmy here in a second, that at the end of the day, th- this is where I have to realize when evaluating the situation, Jimmy is not some top 10 quarterback. So there was a highlight that came out a couple days ago in the heated practices against these guys. Jimmy throws a pick six against Derwin James. And when you watch the highlight of it, in the, baby zone. The, fucking, 
the throw is terrible, right? Derwin's all over Kittle, but he throws it like behind Kittle when he's covered. It's just it, the, these things that clearly in practice, it's not like Jimmy separates like he's some top eight guy in the league right. who just dominates, right. Right? right? It's just not happening. So Trey in these practices to Kyle is staying alive. But eventually, like there is a difference in making some sweet reps against Derwin James for sure. And while the game scenario tonight, you know, he's playing against backups. Like that's who they were all playing against, right? With the starters for the Chargers not in the game. But it is a fucking game and they're trying to sack you and you just went, well, it's, there's a lot going on right now for the young fella. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, now you're right. Like even if you've got nine starters on the field, if you don't have Derwin James and Joey Bosa, or if you don't have Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, then it's a different team. But, you know, I, I don't think it's irrelevant that he looked the way he looked by the end. I don't know. I don't think it'll be irrelevant to Kyle that he let a nice touchdown drive against third teamers in the third quarter or whatever it was. That's why he had him out there because he thought it'd be valuable experience. Well, he threw two touchdowns. He just needs to be thrown right? to Sherfield. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, he legitimately led two touchdown drives, like threw two touchdowns, threw one to Benjamin and obviously threw one to Sanu in the red zone. Like he threw two touchdowns. Now, this is what gets difficult about the preseason. And this is why I think Kyle, like ultimately the guy hasn't played that much. Like, to me, if you, you could have easily justified, I think they're kind of trying to throw Sudfeld a bone because he hadn't played a snap, <laughs> is that you could have played him the whole second half. Yeah. Right? He just needs he just needs work. He just needs time. He, j- he just needs work. Just, like, I don't know how much you him. want to put playing behind, like, a third-string offensive line, but... Yeah, I mean, that's probably why they ended up pl- pulling him out, but he is... He's everything you'd want in a... Like, he's a project, a good project. He's a talented project. But I think, as you see tonight, like, it's a work-in-progress project. Yeah. And this, I, I'm getting people tweeting at me, like, I bet he's furious about Mac Jones. The whole thing about this draft pick was, you, you, this had nothing to do with week one, 2021. I I, I would, if, if that's the way you're thinking when you make a trade like that, you deserve to get fired. And it just, I'm not talking, I'm just talking in general. It, it is a big picture draft pick. Right, it, it was never even about 2021. It's about the next five, ten. It's a decade. That's what it's about when you make a pick, you know, in the top five at a quarterback. Right, right. The big picture, and clearly, like right now, because if you wanted to argue, if you need to win a game tomorrow, I would say you might be better off with Mac Jones tomorrow, 2021, August 23rd. And that might not be true because Trey can run around too, but just to like run your offense, like. You probably have Mac Jones would give you the better chance to win. Well, that's but that's not what the draft pick was about. Well, you just said it though too. Trey Lance runs by design and practice more than he has run in any of these preseason games by design, right? And so that has to be part of what, like Kyle Shanahan, the thing that he has guaranteed Trey Lance is going to do, which is appear in games. He said it weeks ago. Trey's going to play. We've kind of had that in mind. Like he's going to play because he's got these run packages at minimum that you think he can execute, right? Threaten the defense with. And uh, that's not available to him in the preseason. And, you know, you nailed that a few weeks ago. You're like, I don't think he's going to run him. And I don't think it's because of injury. I think it's because you don't want to show this stuff. And I said, well, whatever. Who cares about showing it? Like, everyone's seen these plays. But he's not doing it. And, and you're right. I don't think it's about safety. I think it's about protecting the part of his offense that he absolutely knows that he's going to use early in the year, which is Lance, at minimum, as a change-up to Garoppolo. And so if we're evaluating, is he ready to play? Like, and we've talked about for months too, 
you know, you could do a training wheel offense like they did with RG3, and RG3 was the rookie of the year. They went to the playoffs. Well, any part of there's some elements of that offense you wouldn't show in a preseason game. So that's what complicates yeah, yeah. it a little bit. <clears throat> but I have no problem with the training wheel offense to start with any young player, and especially a young player that needs it. Like, if he needs some training wheels, I got no problem with putting him on. Yeah. But big picture, like, to me, when you watch the game tonight and they're not making him run really through the two preseason games, they want he needs, for this pick to work out and him to become a really good player, he's going to have to win throwing the ball, right? We often talk about running quarterbacks. Like, his running element is cool. That's a, that's a cool addition to have. Right. But ultimately, to be a great quarterback, you have to dominate throwing the ball and you just watch him like, I think he's still feeling out touch passes, when to put too much on it, when to not put too much on it, accuracy stuff. Like they just, Kyle, who probably makes $11, $12 million a year because he got that six-year extension after the Super Bowl. I'm sure he makes stupid money. Like this is why he gets paid all this money. Like you, you got to mold this. Like this is, he's called a coach, right? Now the problem is in the season, once the season starts, it is hard to really improve, right? Like, I mean, I, I do think you get better through playing, but, like, you're not I, – I, I, he kind of is what he is this year. Like, he's just going to be raw. I mean, the more he plays, the better he'll be. But I don't think you're going to act like week two to week ten, you're going to get some dramatic – like, you do, like, year one to year two, right? Year two to year three. There would be a lot of ups and downs with a guy who's just pretty – like, as you see, he's raw. A lot of stupid physical attributes, but very, very raw. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of when you watch him, too, you realize he's not – he is – I don't know if it's because they've told him. I don't think it's because they've told him. I think it's naturally him. He's not looking to run on non-run plays. He did it on the goal line on the on the, um, on the the two-point conversion, but he, he, he tries to stay in the pocket, and sometimes to his detriment, right? And this goes back to some of the biggest highlights. The biggest highlight of camp was a play that should have been a sack. Well, in these games – it's a sack or almost a strip sack. Yeah. This is why to me, he left him in the game. Cause you need the reps where like there is a finality to the play, not where it's like the whistle blows, but he gets to keep scrambling in a practice. You're like, Oh, throw that on Twitter. You know that, that he either has to throw the ball, get sacked, run like the play ends, right? That you, you know what actually happened. That's my problem with the practice stats, it's like, I don't think anyone really, this goes back to what we opened up talking about. It's hard to truly judge what Kyle knows when everyone on the sideline doesn't truly know whether the play was over to the coaches or not. Right. They let it keep going, but in their mind, they might not count any of that shit. Right. But to us on the sideline, it looks like an unreal throw. And and it's hard for people listening when you're not at these practices. Sometimes it is difficult to know, like, is that when they're sitting there in their meeting, like, does that just get a zero? Does that just get X? Like, doesn't even count, right? Right, it, right. it really is hard to tell sometimes. Where in the game, that is not the case. And for a guy who really has just played one game in two years, like, again, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, jump off the bandwagon here of just, like, I, the guy has immense talent. But I think it is fair to go, th- there is just going to, it's a work in progress. And, and I think we often do this, and I am as guilty as charged and, and as anyone is that we can just get ahead of ourselves with young players in sports, right? I It's not even just football, but definitely in football with quarterbacks. Like we have so much, so fast, 
it's like, fuck it. You know, it's, it's kind of unfair sometimes even to a player, but that's part of getting drafted really high. I mean, it comes with the, the heat, right? Yeah. Especially a quarterback. Yeah. Well, let's talk more specifically about the way he played because I, I thought after the first couple of quarters, definitely the first couple of series, I think everyone was in agreement that he was not comfortable or whatever, however you want to say it. Uh, it wasn't good. Um, and I don't put a ton of stock in what happened in the third quarter as, you know, the Chargers played lesser players, not that they played their starters to start with necessarily, but my takeaway watching this thing, and part of this is about Garoppolo, is like this is not Aaron Rodgers he's trying to beat out here, right? Garoppolo threw an interception on his series, and I thought it – I felt a couple of people texted me like, Ayuk's got to catch that. I, I, I think Brandon Ayuk's going to be great. I can't give him a got to catch that. I know everybody who's ever said anything about football loves to say if it hits your hands, you got to catch it. But it was a bad throw. If you touch it, clutch it, bro. It was a bad throw. <laughs> That's mainly receiver coaches and then every fan piggybacks. Well, it's that, every right? analyst eventually says it on TV too. But, um, you know, I think what we saw tonight was a guy. It, it was a guy. It was a terrible throw. Terrible throw. Okay. <laughs> I thought what we saw tonight terrible. was a guy who has not earned the starting job, but clearly needs to play. And that's where you're in a tough spot. right? You're not starting him purely as a project because you're trying to win football games. Do you agree? Do you view him as a project when you watch him? I think that has a negative connotation, but it's Um, like... Yeah, I mean, I guess there's different projects, right? There are some projects that project means you cannot play this year. I don't view him that way. Like, I do think part of the equation here is... How good is Garoppolo really going to be? And how badly does Trey Lance need game playing experience? Again, he hasn't earned the right to be the week one starter, but I do watch him and I think it's very clear to me that he needs to play games. So what do you do? Like I'm not well, as, go- I'm not as, but he's going to get to play. He's getting thrown into games. Yeah. Well, and ho- hopefully he gets better. I'm just saying I have not for me personally, just, I'm not saying Kyle's going to do this at all. And I think everybody else tonight, it sounds like you're in this camp, is like it's over for Trey Lance's opportunity to start week one. And I agree with that. But I, for me personally, I am not convinced that he shouldn't be playing. Just because, again, I think what we saw tonight was the result of a guy that needs to be playing because he hasn't played. Well, the, 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 when you deal with a project slash young player slash the guy that's going to be a work in progress. So even if he's not, because I, I do think when you say project, you're right. People think like a guy that just you're working with in practice, see a year or two years later. A, let's just go a major work in progress. It is hard. Would Is Kyle, because here's where the, the position battle would not be set. If he's okay with taking a step back, to maybe have a couple forward by mid-October. Because he goes, like, this guy's only going to improve. Like, if he believes that he's going to dramatically improve just as he plays, like, as you saw tonight, like, first series, a lot going on. Now, granted, it's hard to tell, like, how many, you know, second stringers getting yanked by third stringers by the end of the half. He starts looking better, and then he comes out with multiple touchdown drives. But, like, what if that's just, like, maybe he'll just get better as you put him in games in terms of, like, He'll be a little, a lot going on early, and then the more he plays. But if you do this Taysom Hill style, where you bring him in, you bring him out, it's hard for a young guy to get a rhythm who is not like doesn't have a rhythm to begin with. Right. So it's, they're kind of in a tough spot. Yeah, like, yeah, they are. This you could you could 
I wouldn't say easily justify, but you could justify, we're just going with him and we're going to fucking live with it. And we think we're good enough around him to figure it out. I think you could. Now, what- he's, he's way more physically gifted than Jimmy, and Jimmy's fucking erratic. Right? That's the other thing. Jimmy is a rat. Here's, here's the thing, John. Jimmy is going to open the door for Trey Lance to play this year. To start a game. The door's open right, the door's open right now. Right? Well, yeah. That shows yeah, you. Yeah, but, tra- but that's, been that was the camp. challenge. That you, the Trey Lance hasn't walked through it. Right. In games. But, but, he, but even tonight, like a big reason to me why I'm sure Jimmy just didn't, it was 15 plays. But think how that drive ended on just a horrendous pass. Like, so to me, Kyle yanked him because he didn't, he played a lot, but he's not thinking like, oh my God, he just sliced him and diced him down the field. Like it ended up with a fucking turnover. It ended the way it ends. We've seen it. We've seen that story before. Now, does that beat the Lions in a way that Trey Lance doesn't? It might. It, it, Week one of the season. It would be hard, in my opinion, for Jimmy Garoppolo to lose the Lions. Trey would be a losable player just because he could throw four picks in a game. Now, obviously, Jimmy... Could too, but it's probably more likely that happens against like the Rams. He can right? also just hand the ball off a lot and <laughs> do a few design runs and right. Yeah. Like I that was my main takeaway of this game. It's not Trey Lance can't play. It's Trey Lance needs to play, but he hasn't actually earned it. But again, I think we've seen enough of these seasons. I'm not talking about injury here. Garoppolo's I think Trey Lance is gonna start a game this year, at at least for the 49ers. I think Garoppolo's gonna allow oh, yeah. for it, right? 100%. You also can throw away quote-unquote earned and merit stuff. I do think when you draft a guy really high. I, I would say most of the time. It makes it team is also trying to win, though, right? G- in Jimmy's situation, you know, he's he's had some success. And with this, like, like Andy Dalton hasn't been there. No. Well, he has no equity with the guys. I'm not even like, sure which guys he equity. needs to have. Who on offense should he have equity with in Chicago? Yeah, I mean... They don't have Alan George Robinson, Kittle. Maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> George Kittle's not on that team, right? Trent Williams. Well, like, t- tonight's a good example on the touchdown drive when he hit Sherfield on the one play. It was an elite play call, right? He schemes it open, and Sherfield's running wide open. Now he hits him, and then he got some rhythm. But that, but that to me, is like your best advantage. This is where the preseason... I was talking to a buddy with the Eagles... The Patriots got fucking worked in practice. Belichick ain't a practice guy. I, I mean, obviously he loves to practice, but his huge point of difference is going to be the game, right? When he can ski, like he uses practice as like homework, like what's right, what's wrong, so he can get to the test. And the test is where he gets, you know, 98s out of 100s. Kyle, like the preseason, like he, that, his strongest attribute are play calls. And schemes up against the defense. So if you wanted to counter like, well, he hasn't quite earned it, but your coach is an incredible schemer that he can just get him all these easy reads just to get him some confidence that doesn't necessarily happen in these situations where you're just even, you know, whatever the play call is, it's just a play call. It's not necessarily because we think their tendency on this third and seven is to be on this coverage so we can get this one route that's going to be wide open, Trey, get ready for it. That's not really what they're doing here. You're just kind of like, learning by doing, which is a good thing, but it just is a little backyard football. And it's like this for every team relative to how the actual sport is played. A huge part of the sport is game plan, right? All week long, you get scenarios, you have things to do. Now, eventually you have to make plays on top of that, which you can see this guy has some physical attributes to make those plays. 
but you do have to just kind of figure it out how to do that once you're playing. But you also get built in just kind of some easy plays when you have games with a great play caller. Yeah, yeah. And Cam Newton probably, everything you just said applies to Cam too, right? Cam and Bill as a combination, probably not great practice. Cam's not built oh, for practice. It looks, it looks awful. Um, I, I, You know, a lot of people I saw saw a lot of indecision, hesitation, uh, which was there. I, I saw a guy actually, now he took a couple of, I think it was two sacks. I don't have the box score in front of me, but just, I think it was two. One, the right tackle was smoked. The, you know? Yeah, that was the later one. I saw a guy that also moves pretty well in the pocket, though. Um, so I, I, for me, I have not, it's not over for me for the preseason. I'm not saying it's not over for Kyle. It might be. But I don't think it should be over. Maybe that's the better way to put it. I don't think it should be over between these two guys. Because, again, he need, he clearly needs to play. He doesn't look like he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of a quarterback competition for week one of the NFL season. But Trey Lance needs to play football games. And that's... Well, he's yeah, going to me, to are, if you're Kyle, are, are you cool with just starting him and living with some of his two or three pick games and just some disaster? Because if you are, then, then it's a no-brainer. Well, John, here's the other him. thing. is like, because you're barely getting any reps, it's hard to really know what, what is the worst-case scenario with him, right? Is it four picks in a game? Or is it, yeah, a few missed throws, but against a lesser opponent, Jimmy will do that too, and our defense is good enough, and we can run the ball, and it'll be fine. Yeah, it could be, you know, a strip sack. Could yeah, be just I, being I think it could just sack. be overwhelmed by blitzes and just different looks. For sure, but again, just, this is what Shanahan does offensively. He can help you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, was so someone pointed me, out if you're in the cool chat, with living through it, just do it. Someone pointed out in the chat, he's not as fast as RG3, and it's not exactly like Robert wore, wore that season well as time went on, right? But, that's the thing, guy. He is not a blazer. So you, that's okay. I don't the need to run for 30 yards. Just run for five instead of a sack. That's fine. Yeah, that's all they need I, I him to do. To me, where they need him to be is like an explosive thrower. And I think you saw tonight a couple times. Made me a little nervous. Was like, oh, dude, where's the touch there? And, and, and it could just be as simple as, I mean, it's his first preseason game on the road. I mean, a lot of emotions looked amped up. He did felt like as the game went on, got a little... Got it under control. There were a couple passes you went, whoa! But back to what, it's not like Jimmy doesn't do that too. It's not like you're playing with fucking Drew Brees. Exactly. I can understand why Saints fans were like, why do we keep bringing Taysom Hill in? We have the one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That is not the case here, right? That, that is just not the case at all. Jimmy is an inaccurate, mistake-prone, kind of a playmaker, but can also not make plays. He made a play in the pocket, so getting out of the pocket. They look pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a solid NFL quarterback. You know, he's he's 15 to 20. So th think about that. That's how, that, that's how Kyle could act. Like, yeah, I got this guy that I could easily win some games with, and we go back to the playoffs with this guy. I also got a guy that I just drafted with all these picks I traded for who has way more talent and also might make some mistakes, but don't I want to this guy in two years to look back? Like, remember when we played him early at, at Benefit? That's my entire take. On yep, starting young guys. Right. So then in 2023, it's like, yeah, that, that stretch in October, man, when it was a struggle, I look back on now, and I, I've been able to build off that. The first time when those nickel blitzes used to really fuck me up, me and Kyle figured it out, and by the third year, we eat those alive. Well, Ma right? yeah, the there's always often people draw the comparison to Mahomes and Alex Smith, but you know the difference in the comparison is not... The difference in the comparison is the starter. Like, Alex fundamentally less mistakes. 
So that was yeah. that was more about Alex. Like we think we got a really good football team. Let's play it safe here. How safe are you really playing it if Garoppolo is your quarterback? Again, I'm not saying he shouldn't start week one. I'm just saying I wouldn't take what happened against the Chargers for me with Trey Lance to mean Trey Lance can't do it because I think they- he might be able to do it right now, and I also think he needs to play. He needs to play games. But if we put that situation in a vacuum, it's crazy how it's materialized and Mahomes has gone into this superstardom and the way everything's played out. There was zero pressure on Mahomes like there is in this situation. He got, in a weird way, got to fly under the radar yeah. as a, like, he's probably, wouldn't you say, of all the rookies the last, like, five, six years that were drafted really high, like top 20, no one had less pressure on him than Mahomes somehow? Because it felt like yeah, people, the, the lead into the draft wasn't that high No, the Deshaun, him. was a big debate about Deshaun coming into the draft, right? Dabo Sweeney said yeah. he's going to be great. Um, yeah, you're right. That well, is wild. Also, when you, I just think also, in, if you look at Mitch that year, when Mitch got drafted number two, not that getting drafted 10 or 12 or, you know, it's not. That's really, really high. When you get drafted one, two, or three, there is just – he was drafted third, but it, I think he's talked about like he was the number one overall pick because of the trade. To two? Like he gets that he gets that type of hype, right? Trey. Oh, Trey. Just because of the trade. Yeah, but he was a third quarterback taken. Yeah, you're right. He's just the most intriguing no, no, just I know, because but- there's a debate. I guess Urban wants us to think there's a Jags debate. But he's the one of the three of them that has to earn it, right? Yeah. So maybe that's part of it? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It, well, just the, the tra- when you trade that much for a player, the, the hype on Trey Lance is added by the trade, right? And rightfully so. He was drafted third overall. The team fucking traded all these picks for him. Like that just care. That's part yeah, of the And people are story. less conditioned to think Trey Lance is great coming into the draft because they've watched Trevor Lawrence for three years. They watched nothing but sweet highlights for Zach Wilson all year long. Yeah, there is no built in that. He has no equity with anybody besides just hype. Yeah. And the hype did get out of control. Maybe. I, again, I, I, I'm not swinging back and forth. I, I, I'm not either. I'm just saying, when you hype. But this is, and I, again, I'm... But John, I'll what was the, the hype? To, the hype was I'm he guilty. might be able to start right away. And I still think he might be able to start right away. No, the hype is that in practice, when he makes these incredible plays, I, I'm part of the hype. Like, I'm not acting what, like I'm But what I'm it. saying is I don't... So what? I saw the plays. He made incredible plays. But this is back, like, were they really incredible or could he have been sacked? He could have been sacked, yeah. but they were still incredible. Like, it's just... I got no problem yeah, he's got with a great the, physical ability. I am not. I don't think we should be just like revisiting the hype here. No, no. But I'm just saying that. But the hype adds to this craziness where we're at. Yeah, you're right. There's I'm just saying, I don't don't give up on the hype yet. He's got more hype. But my point is, like, he has way more hype coming into these games than like than Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson do at their own camps. Like, there's a lot of hype on this yeah, guy. No, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. But I'm also saying you don't say I feel like you're saying it like, ah, we should back off it. Okay. Well, because sometimes it's unfair. Like it's these games are fucking hard. It's yeah, hard. It is sport. unfair. I don't think it changes anything for him. Like I, I doubt he's. No, I'm not. I'm not saying to stop it, but he just shows you that like it is just that. It's it's hype. That's it doesn't actual equal that like he's ready to dominate or he's not. Like you I'm don't not know. even sure that and any you could of argue it's these preseason unfair. I let's see. I, no. Well, you could argue these preseason games don't mean fucking dick. <laughs> I mean, it was really just that simple. The the preseason. One thing we learned, tried and true, it doesn't mean anything. Anything. Well, sometimes it means something. When, though? I mean, really? Russell Wilson, he won the job, he became a star. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, he, I, but his, but what does that have to do with like his career, like his preseason? Well, I'm just saying he won the job in the preseason, and then he became their starting quarterback. So it, it's they started right away with Russell because of how he played in preseason games. Yeah, I'm not saying that the preseason doesn't impact like whether you can start. I'm just saying the actual tangible, like what you do in a game, doesn't actually like we, it won't be irrelevant by week four or five. Now, if he had been incredible, maybe yeah. I, but my point is there, like, it's not that everything that happens in the preseason, all of it, we can't figure out what any of it means. Some of it is doesn't mean anything. Some of it means stuff. We just it's hard to know what's what because there's so many moving parts. Who played with who, all that stuff. Yeah, I guess my point is, good or bad, though, it doesn't necessarily... We see tri- time and time again that, like, the regular season doesn't have any parallel to the preseason because yeah. there's no game plan. Yeah. But 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 I, I do think we just it's hard for us to know what mattered when we watched the preseason. But I do think there is stuff that is there. Uh, Labrat says, can Lance fix his accuracy issue? He doesn't seem to throw a catchable ball. I would say, yeah, I, that's the funny thing about some of these games... Uh, now games aren't practice, but I've I, like I thought one of his greatest strengths after practices that I've watched is how consistently he's accurate. It hasn't looked that way. Things speed up, people around you, you can get hit, whatever. But I, I still think he's going to be an accurate quarterback. Yeah, that, that, see, that is to me where I just saw a couple things, and I I just don't know if it's like his first couple game action. It's a little overwhelming. It's like whoa, yeah, just some the touch stuff that. I guess my overall take, there's a lot more unknown when you see games than you realize that in practice. Games are a different animal for, for younger players. Because he, he made a couple throws tonight, like the Kaepernick comparison is just. It was like, where is the, why are you throwing a 100 mile an hour fastball there? It was, it was bad. Like it, it just, but that's part of the maturation of a project, right? It's the, when I say a project like in two, three years, can he get away from not doing it? Like Kaepernick never could. Kaepernick was one of the most physically gifted projects in the history of the league. His problem is like there was no pro, he just stayed, he could never improve. Right. You know, and that's the unknown with a young talent. It's like, can he really improve? And usually the only way to improve is you just eventually have to do it, right? He's going to get opportunities to do it. Can he just do it? But it's early on, there could be like some head-scratching place from a young fellow. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, and they'll be, Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, speaking of early on, uh, coming up early on Monday morning, Middlecoff, uh, weather trying to hold Middlecoff off in the Haberman and Middlecoff DraftKings League. But uh, if you're listening to this and the golf tournament's still going on, you're in third place as we record this on Sunday night after a day of postponement. Can Middlecoff get his first ever DraftKings win in this league, it's been a over a 12-month, 13, 14-month drought, I think, for you. Uh, somehow, you're, you've often been in, you know, points positions, but you've never, you're like, uh, you, you're, you're like uh, 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 the other guy who drives for Mercedes. Like, you're just always around, but you never, you never get to win. <laughs> but Batali, or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, I just, I, I want this one guy. And not even for the money, just out of pride. And I just, I would love a win. And where you get to win, because you get to win money, DraftKings, just download the app, use the promo code HAM. It's simple. Like for golf, you just set your lineup. They give you $50,000. It works the same way in football. And you put the team, build it under their salary cap. It's pretty incredible. And then all of a sudden, you look down midway through a golf tournament or an NFL Sunday, and you're winning. Especially when we do bigger games, you might be able to win three, four, five hundred dollars $500, depending on the games. We had a Masters game where I think the winner got, what was it, $800? Yeah. Bucks? Well, you know, so it's like you can win every week 
money you can play in other games. I know you've done that and I've done it because it was like, oh, my lineup is sweet. I'll just get into another game for like $5 with the opportunity to win like $100,000. And uh, download the DraftKings app now. Use the code HAM for a limited time. New players can get a free shot at a million dollars during the week one. Don't miss out on the action. Enter promo code HAM. Free shot at a million dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code HAM only at DraftKings. Official daily fantasy partner of the National Football League. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, DraftKings is going to be great for the football season in our league, so get in it. We'll be playing a ton. Oh, by the way, podcast also. Look who's back. Back again, again, again. Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. I actually... Do you have the Manscaped read? I do. Can you start it while I get my, uh, my shipment? Yeah, listen. We have been partners with Manscaped for a couple years. There is not a better ball trimmer. And listen, I'm a, I'm a hairy guy. That's where Manscaped comes in. You go to manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Here's what. Uh, I, I've gotten the Manscaped, the Lawnmower 2.0. Then they came out with the 3.0. Now they have the 4.0. It's pretty incredible. It has a USB charger, really easy to use. There is no noise. You know, some of the, some of the trimmers can be like, this one is very, it's nice and quiet. Uh, multifunction, waterproof, LED spotlight, new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim. You want, you know, some people don't want to be, uh, you know, too too tight there. You can go sizes one to four. Uh, sleek, optimized lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, waterproof. Like I said, uh, get on it right now. Manscaped.com promo code ham. Yep, twenty percent off, free shipping with code ham at manscaped.com. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. Uh, Is part of the read. Your balls will thank you. Uh, yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> no personal. <laughs> I got, uh, I went to find my, uh, my, 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 the stuff the Manscaped sent me, which was the lawnmower 4.0 and the nose hair trimmer, which tickles. And, uh, my roommate slash wife, I don't know where she put it. It's somewhere. I, I gotta go find it, but <laughs> yeah, we got hidden and it wasn't, uh, wasn't around. Manscaped.com promo code AM 20% off free shipping. Get on it right now. All right. Uh, great to have Manscaped back. Go support. <laughs> We appreciate. Uh, all right, so what we talked a lot about Trey Lance. Where does Jimmy Garoppolo stand right now uh, in all of this? Do you uh, did you ever see Ace Ventura two? Uh, yeah. What's 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 the plot of Ace Ventura two though? Yeah, it's, I think he goes to like Africa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nature yeah. calls. Yeah, nature calls. So the the way the movie starts is he's climbing the rock and he has a squirrel friend. And they're going across the rock and the squirrel and he ends up dropping the squirrel and the squirrel falls to its death and he's holding it like by its little paw and he's just holding on for dear life. You know, Ace Ventura, pet detective. That to me feels like Jimmy Garoppolo. I had it incredible. I went to YouTube. I cut the video. If Jimmy, if Trey had come in and thrown a couple touchdowns right away, that was going to be my tweet. Just that, <laughs> that scene where he drops the squirrel. But unlike Jimmy, still holding on to the save sport, that one for later. The opportunity will come. He he does not have a great stranglehold on it, right? You, we've seen the movies for years, cartoons when the rope starts to splinter, like it's not ripped yet, but it clearly had more splintering than I thought coming into the game. And then again, for a guy that like is this rhythm, really everything's quick, and it Everything is you know quick. he's on time, it the ball all the time. The guys. The 49ers do not have Julio Jones and Randy Moss, right? Or Calvin Johnson. Most of their receivers are smaller. And Jimmy, 
you know, they, they tell you, like, you went skeet shooting when you went to Montana. It's a lot harder to be accurate with a gun than people think with their toy guns when you're aiming it to the side and you're screwing around with your friends. Like, when you're, like, a 10-year-old, you, you wouldn't hit a soul. Well, Jimmy sometimes is like that with his arm where it's just like, oh, the guy's wide open. And then Jimmy throws, and the dude has to, like, do a 360 to even attempt to catch the ball. Like, that's... I, I just feel like Kyle is never going to be into that. <laughs> Ever. For a guy that doesn't... It's not like he's got some big arm or he scrambles a lot. I know he did scramble tonight, but that the the pick is the ultimate, like, that's why he can't just be the starting quarterback and just redshirt Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah it's... it's Kyle Shanahan will happily name Trey Lance a starter. He would have if Trey Lance had beaten Jimmy Garoppolo out. He is not... This is my weekly announcement. Kyle is not like emotionally attached to Jimmy. He is not giving it to Jimmy because Jimmy's earned it in the locker room or some BS like that. He just, Trey hasn't taken it from him. But Kyle Shanahan, again, not that I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't keep saying this. The man traded up three. (laughs) Like, it wasn't, and it don't, don't buy the lie that it's just because Jimmy's been hurt sometimes. It's not just. Were you watching, were you, were you watching Monday Night Countdown on Friday night with Steve Young? Uh, I saw the video you sent me. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, he he was pretty impassioned. Of like, what are we waiting for? Like, you, you, we don't, why do we keep acting like Kyle is tied to Jimmy? Look at what he just traded. Like, the writing is on the wall. Because totally. tra- Steve's thing was starting from the jump. He didn't think Jimmy's good enough. Yeah, well, kind I, of like so. And they already showed you that through their actions. J- nothing's changed with him. This is why I keep saying this is not about the fact that he gets hurt. This is about the fact that he's not good enough to be a top five quarterback, which Kyle Shanahan has said that you need. He said it on McVay's podcast. He said it. You need a top five quarterback in this league. He doesn't have one as a starting quarterback right now. That's why he traded up to three. So this is the do not buy the lie that they drafted Trey Lance because Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. No, it's not why they did it. It's part of it, but they also did it because they evaluated Garoppolo and decided He's not a top five. He's not a good enough quarterback to be like the guy that carries you, which is what they think, rightly so, they need. So nothing's changed with him. Nothing's changed. Okay? And the op- so here's what we know then if we just use history as our guide. The opportunity for Trey Lance to become the starting quarterback is going to present itself based on Garoppolo's play. It's going to happen. I don't know when. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know I, if you can plan it. Like, so like we've talked, like, oh, it's after the bye or week week one against the Lions, soft landing, whatever. But it's going to present itself. Well, it did tonight. <laughs> well, yeah, threw the well, pick. of course it did. He led him on the drive. He threw the pick, and it was like, if Trey – I'm thinking if Trey has a couple good drives here, he's going to be the starting quarterback by the Oakland Raider game. I guess the Vegas Raiders. Uh, depending, uh, you have to ask Mark Bedane. Took the, the stadium with him, it sounds still like. consider them there? Yeah. Uh, they had some issues for SummerSlam, but... It, Fibrous I, crowd. Listen, <laughs> he, he just... He, he throws every ball so high. That's why I just don't understand why every ball is so maybe high. Maybe it's part of his Every single release. one. I'm not even kidding. Every fucking ball is maybe high. Something about, maybe the ball one. comes out quicker because he... Let's go of it a little too soon. I don't know. I'm not... I'm you know how sometimes Alex. with Alex, for example, his balls always felt like a little lower, but it always understandable, right? He didn't have the arm strength. Was it out? So who, just on an out route. Who always throws the ball with like a downward point? Somebody. Carson Wentz? 
No, he just throws it hard. <laughs> I'm trying to... He, somehow, he's back. Do you see that? Okay. Carson Wentz back at practice tomorrow. So, Quentin Nelson. Full go? But, yeah, just... Well, did, well what happened find was out the Colts watched their Ellinger and Ellinger and Easton, and we're like, oh, we can't do this. Well, did they... See, I mean, when you don't watch the preseason, you don't even know that the Colts played. I know they, they would have had to play this weekend. I couldn't tell you one thing about their game, and I feel great about it. Oh, I could tell you uh, that I read a Roto World yeah. highlight that said they weren't impressive. <laughs> Our headline. Uh... But yeah, I mean, it's just I J- Jimmy's in some trouble, and which is crazy. Like you, you, you bring up Russell Wilson for example. He had been pl- he had been like a four year starter, right? So a lot of these guys have been playing. Even Justin Fields, he's been playing so much football. Trey hasn't played that much football, right? Because this year did not happen for him. So Jimmy not only had a built in lead just because he already knew the offense, but then this guy just has to figure it out, like, never played in games. He's really only played one game the last two years. Like, there's a lot going on. And Jimmy is still barely fending him off. So it does show you that, like, Jimmy's starting career, just big picture, like, is he an eight-more-year starter, or is he transitioned to become a backup pretty fast again? And, and honestly, what Jimmy's best role might be, be the best backup in the league. Yeah, that guy ends up starting sometimes, right? Yeah, because he plays on teams like Denver. Um, Aaron says, guys acting like Garoppolo isn't giving this thing away. He's got 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in camp. I'm not acting like that at all. I'm just, I don't care about those camp numbers as it relates to this conversation. I'm saying he is who we thought he is. He's been the same guy the whole time. And that is going to allow for an opportunity for Trey Lance to play. Because nothing's changed. Yeah. But th- th- this goes back to these numbers. The, I, I don't listen. I, I fucking like Grant and Lombardi, but I, I don't, those numbers, I, I fucking they don't mean a goddamn thing to me because I don't even know what they mean. Because if you go to practice, they don't like when you play in a game and whatever your final stats are. Like that happened, right? The guy either caught it, he dropped it, you got sacked, the play ended. That is not kind of. Now it, we get the PFF numbers, so even you know the box score is a little. But I don't ever look at PFF. PFF, A PFF number doesn't mean dick to me either. So the only numbers that mean something to me, I watch the game and then I look at the stats that I watch. But even you, for years, have used the phrase "don't be a box score scout," right? It's even the box score doesn't tell you the. That's what I'm saying. You got to watch him play. Like uh, Jimmy's inaccurate. Trey was inaccurate. (laughs) Like the Forty Niners had an accuracy problem in the first half, right? And then think about his two touchdowns. Because if you just look at the box score, he threw two touchdowns. You go, well, one came at the end of the first half, and the second one came in the start of the second half, right? So it's like his numbers just, if you just box score scouted it, like, you know, if me or you hadn't watched, be like, damn, Trey, fuck, pretty good, right? Because they both threw a pick. The one guy threw two touchdowns. Like, you're like, I oh. <laughs> I watched the drives when they felt like they mattered, and it didn't look great. Yeah, neither one of them felt like automatic wins. Yeah, Jimmy, definitely not. Somebody, uh, on Twitter, because when, when Garoppolo uh, threw that pick, I said at least it wasn't the baby zone. And somebody said, yeah, but it was kind of the adolescent zone. So I yeah. think we have a new zone here, John. Ju- junior high zone. Yeah. 35 and in, or do you go, I don't, 40? Because 35 is now, you're, you're kicking a 52-yard field goal at 35. What do you think? Or would I, you go yeah, from the 30 to the I, 20? I'd feel, I'd feel it's like uh, I would go 21 to like 32. Once you get to 35, like that's... But I want it to be like one of the, you know, long lines, not a hash mark. I'd probably then go 21 to 30 or 20 to 30. Because I look be at the, the 35, zone. like what's the field goal percentage in the NFL on 52-yard field goals? N- not good. Not good. 
That's but not the a field position is like fantastic. The, you you still you're not punting. Yeah, to me, you, I, that's fourth I, four down. There, there's a difference between the thirty and the thirty-five. You I agree, but it's four down territory. Like you, you know. Well, it depends on your team. I'm just saying, like, are you punting from the thirty-five? Maybe, and if you do, you've got a great chance to get the ball back in midfield if you get a stop. We we you'd have to ask coaches on this. I would lean thirty, but I hear you at thirty-five. Like I, I wonder what a coach's take okay, is. We need to we need to iron it out. But we agree there's a teen zone here, which is the baby zone is the red zone. You throw a pick. Rich Gannon once said it. I'm not saying it. Rich Gannon once said it on TV a couple of years ago. And he didn't even say it. A coach, yeah, a said, coach it said it to him. That's right. So don't kill him for it. He said, <laughs> "Better to die a child than turn the ball over in the red zone." I think. I thought it was better to kill a baby than throw a. I, I think I thought it was like better to die a. Baby, yeah, I don't know, but the bottom line was, he said, "You're better off a baby dies or a baby pick. murder, yeah. <laughs> right?" Than the thing yeah. that says less than again, Rich Gannon's coach, yeah, not even Rich Gannon. So his coach, he didn't name the coach, so it's an unnamed source. We don't. So know. that's why now he play, it was when he was with the Raiders in the you know the late nineties. So theories who you know, could have been, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, that's why for years we've been saying. It's a baby zone. When you throw a pick in the yeah. red zone, that's baby zone. So some of some of you have been with us for a few years know that. So now we're adding teen zone. The other thing is 30 to 20. I feel like there's not a lot of space. Like, I want a teen zone to be a little But bigger. again, the teen zone's small. Like, guy, most junior highs, like where we grew up, it was 7th through ninth grade. That is not normal. Most junior highs, right, are just 7th and 8th grade. Yeah. It's a, or, It should be a small amount of time for you transition. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's... I don't know. Yeah, so I, I I would make it smaller. I think we're then expanding this credit crazy scoring zone. Curtis says kill a baby. I just I don't know. We'd have to check the tape on that, but Curtis agrees with you. Um, yeah, and he said this like three years ago. I it, it feels like I don't know if he could pull that off today, but fuck I. When you I say somebody it. else said it, you you know. Yeah, it's the thing. If someone else said it. Yeah, you're just repeating what you were told. Right. Co- it's a coaching point, John. Like tips and overthrows. Yeah, which well, comes that, into play honestly. A lot. It, it is true. It's why Lewis Riddick, who I don't know if you've heard, he knows Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. He played for them in Cleveland. Not the Patriots. Didn't do any winning. But with Cleveland, I guess they did win a playoff game. But their big thing is with tips and overthrows is about like taking the right steps, right? The perfect backpedal, the right breaking on the routes, knowing the route combinations. If you follow the right angles, tips and overthrows, this is what coaches hammer home to people, end up around you more often. Right, if you have the right angle to the guy, because if it goes overthrow, you're right behind him. When you're coming in from bad angles, that's when you have to dive. But a lot of times, if you are right behind him, a tips and overthrows leads to a lot of picks. So like Asante Samuel Jr., did he get smoked? I mean, he was just he lived a little buffer. Maybe the defense calls for don't get beat. Yeah, he wasn't behind. But if you're just right, if you're just right at the right angle, you just falls right in your hand. Which is what happened. That is good. I love. it feels like he's gonna. It's gonna be hard for Asante Samuel Jr. not to be a pretty good player. It just represents it feels the like name. I know. There's. Well, he's <laughs> feels like it's gonna. I think work. you see it with Tatis. You see it with Vlad Guerrero Jr. There is a confidence that comes with the kid of a guy who played in the league and was a star. If you're just around locker rooms and that sort of thing, right? You belong. You feel like you belong. Kyle Shanahan, like all these types of guys. There's a confidence for. What do you say, especially at, at that position too, like defensive back, which is harder than it's ever been, just because of the rules. Just like Asante was a very, very confident player for sure. And the loudest motherfucker you could hear him from like a mile away. <laughs> a lot of screaming. They look, they look, Chargers look sweet and they didn't even play. I mean, they just got, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be kind of cool. I mean, they are kind of cool. 
They're cool. And Herbert didn't even play. Yeah. But they just got guys on def- defensive guys. Cool defensive guys make your team like a different kind of cool than cool offensive guys can. They, they, did, they did have some good clips that I saw came out Friday of Derwin and Kittle. Like they, they went after it pretty good. Yeah. Like Kittle got them. Derwin was getting them. Like that's that is an elite blue chip practice matchup for a couple days. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty cool. Like that's as good as it gets. Just watching those two guys go at it. Because even if it's like Joey against you know Trent Williams, I know Trent didn't play, but we're even practice all week. It, it gets back to the number stuff with the quarterbacks. Like, well, are they really like they take a couple steps and they stop with a corner and a DB or with a tight end and a safety? Like, there's a finality to their play, right? Someone's trying to catch it. Someone's trying to knock it down. It feels much more true than I think sometimes the line does in practice situations. Yeah, I saw Kittle had some quotes just about the battle. I mean, it's what it's what you want. It's like that is the most valuable work George Kittle gets in the preseason, right? Those two guys. Yeah, just going one on one with Derwin James. Kittle didn't dress tonight, did he? No, he was in a sleeveless hoodie. I think. Yeah. So, can you pull off the sleeveless hoodie if you're not Jack? No. Is that just a Jack? Yeah, I do sometimes. You pull it off or you wear it? I don't pull it off. I just sleeveless or short sleeve. Old ones that I. Uh, I have both. I mean, I. I oh sleeveless yeah I mean I I cut the sleeves like Belichick I need style. a short sleeve hoodie Pat Hill move it's a good look uh, yeah. a couple of I mean the other thing again uh, not breaking news Debo and Ayuk oh this game's the Niners Charger game is still going on as we record this uh, I think I saw somewhere there was a was there a play reviewed oh it just went final John fifteen to ten so I don't know if that's a cover or who, not. who 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 won uh, the Niners but Kyle Shanahan doesn't look happy. He looked pretty pissed off, didn't he? Like, his body language mid-game was not happy with his quarterback play. Too many inaccurate throws. Too many Sorry, I'm laughing because both he and Staley were jog- like tight joggers. Uh, no, he did not look happy. You're right. Joe Staley or Brandon Staley? Brandon Staley. Although Staley looks jo- like he could wear him, too. I saw Barrows tweeted, like, Joe Staley will not be attending the game. He had to head to his, head to his nephew's birthday party. It's like, yeah, he really got into coaching this week. <laughs> He's like, see you guys. <laughs> they ain't paying you to be there. I did hear Kyle. his nephew's been telling everybody Joe Staley's coming to my birthday party. <laughs> I, I heard Kyle say he was on Friday afternoon. He was on with Tolbert. And he, I was picking up dinner. And he had a good point. He's like, I begged Joe at the end of last year. I really wanted him to get into coaching. And he's like, you know, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. And he's like, you know, it's hard when you have as much money as Joe. So I told him, hey, man, we're open to do whatever. I mean, he came in on Instagram. He's out like drinking beers with Alex Mack. Like, I I think it would be hard if if I was Joe Staley, I would not dive back into coaching. Like, just fucking enjoy Especially because it's like for what years. you should do if you're Joe Staley is try to be an offensive coordinator. Right, couldn't couldn't he just become Kyle's in like yeah, two years? Because like, Kyle was talking about like he loves because like Joe Staley doesn't you know not ready for the grind of it. Were well, you gonna make him an offensive line coach? I don't think that's non grindy. No, but the problem is it is hard to football coach. Like if you ever join a staff, like there's just a grind element for sure. To, like, but I'm saying like offensive line coaching is like you're not gonna are you gonna lure him from retirement with the glamour of being an offensive line coach? With all due respect, those guys work their asses off. But you say, ah, you Joe, you it, might be able to be the play caller. Now you're talking to, it's just, you know. But but he is an offensive line guy. I understand. Right? But that is that is that, does, he was a tight end, let's not forget. Like, 
Maybe this guy wants to call. Maybe you maybe you got to give him something no one's offering him in order to lure him. Make him a play call. The O-line jobs in the league pay a lot. I mean, it's a seven-figure job. But he's rich. I'm just saying, like, you got to give he's him some rich. juice that he doesn't have. He's done the offensive line thing for a long time. Yeah, I, I would just be like, can I just be like Jed's advisor for a million dollars a year? <laughs> and I'll just show up to Special a couple events, games and fuck all. Tailgates. Hang out to practice. And then if, like, McGlinchey and they need a drinking buddy, I'll be there Speak as well. Speak to the like, That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'd recommend. Joe, you might be able to make the same amount of money every year by negotiating that deal. <laughs> One thing that I wouldn't say concerning, because I'm not putting this on Ayuk, Jimmy Thoreau was horrendous. Every practice we went to, including OTAs, he did not one ball hit the ground. I thought he had a couple times now. The ball is like they're not sticking to his hand. Yeah. I know. I made a note before the game tonight to start referring to Brandon Ayuk as star receiver Brandon Ayuk. Just I was going to call him that so that when he has a breakout, he has a great year, and everyone's like, I was on him first. And people are just like subconsciously in their head are always like, well, Haberman always calling him star receiver Brandon Ayuk. And then after the game tonight, I thought, well, maybe I should. Maybe I'll save that for next week. This is my point, guy. And I, I I fall in this category as well. We do this a lot just because I think people, when you talk, it's inevitable if you're not excited to do this. We are not by any means alone. We're part, we're no different than anyone else. The chance, like Brandon Ayuk has to do so much in his career to become a quote unquote star receiver. Right. Right. I mean, he's got a long way to yeah, go. Yeah, it's the race. Like, can to we be get first. back to back? 95 catches, right? But, I, but 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 it's not even being first. It it does just show you, like, we saw what we saw at practice. He looked fucking awesome. Like, I know what a star receiver looks like. He looks like one. But then the game's like, it's hard. I, I'm not necessarily putting that on him tonight. But, like, does Keenan Allen or Devontae come down with that? Might. Well, if we said to Brandon, should you have caught that, what would he say? Yes. What do you think? Welcome and not in, like, uh, I'm supposed to say that kind of way. You know, that's what star shows. players do. They catch the balls sometimes they're not supposed to catch. Yeah, it's just it is it is difficult to turn your talent into sustained stardom. What did Tomlin say? I thought Tomlin had an incredible quote on the McVeigh podcast when Monty Kiffin told all those guys early on, like one thing about being a coach, like anyone worth their salt can take a C player and turn them into a B for a couple games, right? Like when a backup needs to start, like, and, and Tomlin's like, listen, we all take pride in that. It's right? my favorite like, quote Turn this that. fifth rounder in a go-to D tackle, like, or a corner. But he's like, really, this league separates. Can you take your A guys or your A minus guys and have them fucking play like at 15 out of 16 weeks? Because yeah. that's really the, the top coaches get the guys to overachieve, but most coaches do, right? That's your coach. Can you have your sweet players sustain levels? And that's just, they're going to need him to just take a, they're going to need both those two guys, the two wide receivers, to be impact guys for the passing game to be good. Because they are, for the passing game, obviously Kittle is their best player, but they need those guys to have major impact. Probably 150 catches between the two of them, right? That What's that, 75 apiece? I think they, I think they need a little many. more. Well, now that was, I did that math told, before Sherfield came along, but. No, I'm just talking those two. No, guys. no, I understand. Right? What I'm it, saying is, I I determined I did some math on just the replacement, the production replacement they're going to need, particularly like on Bourne, and I think it's going to be yeah, 75 to 80. Now, since then, Sherfield maybe he catches a few more balls. Like there were when I did the math on them, just like matching the last two years receiver production, there was like 25 catches out there for somebody to go get. 
So that like, yeah, okay, like so I, I don't think that's too high what you're saying. Like I'm agreeing with you. Let me see if I can find that math I did, but I said, guy, $500 right now over under 140 catches for those two combined. I go under. Where I mean, I, I'm, I, yeah. I was surprised. I thought Debo wasn't going to play today because of his glute, but he did. Yeah, he gets he, he gets glutus and just those type injuries. Glute, a hammy, a, a calf. Like that's well, a groin. the thing with Debo. It's never like, you know, his Achilles popped. It's always just like, you know, was, he felt something tight in his butt. You know, he felt something in his, uh, in his shoulder. It's always these weird injuries that are clearly a question mark. Yeah. Somebody asked, uh, JB said, uh, where did this go? JB said, bigger upside, Kinlaw or Ayuk? I think it's Ayuk, but Kinlaw from a physicality standpoint is just so different than most people, even in his sport, you know? How would you answer that? Uh, Ayuk should... uh, That's a tough question. I don't know if Kinlaw can pass rush, and if you can't pass rush, then your ceiling is only so limited, right? You can be a really solid player, but if you're not never going to be a 9-10 sack guy, which I don't think he's a great pass rusher, then it'd have to be Ayuk. If he had pass rush talent, you'd say him, because then he could be a double-digit sack guy, but I don't think he is. So uh, here's what I got on receptions, John. A a little little math I did a while back. Kendrick Bourne caught 13% of the available passes last year. Over the last two years, uh, if you average the Niners' catches in 2019 and 2020, 2020 was higher. They had to throw the ball more. You get 350 catches. So how do you get to 350 catches with this team? How do you, how do you, what combination do you use? Understanding there's 17 games, not 16. So then I started to use percentages. But I think if you look at Kittle historically, you look at Kelsey, you need Kittle to catch about 24, 25% of the balls. Okay, so now, we, now we're at 76% yeah. for the rest of the team to share. You need Ayuk and Debo to get about 20% between the two of them, which at, on a 350 number is 70 and 65 was the numbers that represent those percentages. But I think you're right. It might have to be higher. You're going to get about 6% of the catches from Juszczyk. You're going to get 5% from Mostert if he's healthy. I gave Sermon 15 catches when I did it. So you still got like 22% of the catches out there. For some, and honestly, some some of use checks catches might go to like Warner, like they have their tight ends as well too. Now, like they're going to be in the mix yeah, a bit yeah. More. But I gave Dwell Dwelly had fifteen catches two years ago. Oh, he did. Um, I, but I'm just saying you got to replace Bourne's thirteen percent. So you need like twenty two. You need twenty two percent to add up. You're right. But then here's the thing: use check only catches twenty twenty Ten balls. Twenty balls. Twenty balls. Uh, so anyway, the point is like when I did it, yeah, I was at 65 and 70. Would you say 75? But I think your number's about right. Yeah. I had them, I had them at about 135 catches. So one, one thing I saw a couple of the comments on, uh, the YouTube that said the wide receivers are having trouble. I mean, they're two dramatically different balls. Like Jimmy is an inaccurate and the ball's not as hard. Trey can throw, he threw a couple balls and I look like a hundred mile. It, it felt Kaepernicky. That's that's what kind of jolted me is there was some Kaepernick. Like, Whoa, <laughs> why are you throwing it so hard? Yeah. But then a couple times he threw it really hard. It worked. But like the, the play to the first touchdown he threw to Mohamed Sanu. Did it have to be that hard? And I'm not trying to nitpick, but it was like, Jesus. Now, I, he just, it, it just was very, very fast. <laughs> like not everything needs to be. I, one thing I saw tonight, he's going to have to figure out like when to throw 100 when to throw even like 94, like 94 can still get fucking people out. And then there's a time to just throw 80. 
But to me, he he was only throwing 100 or like 80. There wasn't like, oh, this is a 93. Like that was, it was like, Jesus. well, the ball that and he caught the, it. The ball that went through Richie James's hands, who and he's had the, yeah. he's had the drops though. Like we've seen it repeatedly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even think he had his hand on it. You think you think it went right through without touching? I think it went. I think it went right through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not ideal. Not ideal. But we just. Yeah, I mean, you just you got you. you there's a touch element. Sure. It, this gets back to the practice stuff, like the overall NFL practice. You can't practice if you're Brandon Ayuk. You know they can't touch you in practice, right? So when I'm running over the middle, like boop, it's like oh, it looks sweet. I'm standing there. You're standing there. We come home. We talk about it. Like Ayuk. And then that just, when the ball's a little harder from Trey, slash, there's a, there's a safety coming down. You can feel him. It's just like, there's just a lot of moving parts. And even, I say this all the time, like guys don't have to worry about the threat of getting hit. That's kind of true, but there's still human beings there. and You might just run into them full speed. So you're thinking about it. like the ha-ha Clinton Dix one. When, when Tim Ryan's like, ha oh, could have blown him up. Well, Tim, ha-ha's not a big blow-up, guys. Like, that's not Well, really he even said, like, ah, oh, he's one. playing the ball. <laughs> But even if you play the ball, you can just run into each other. That that hurts, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's not Ronnie Lott, those type hits anymore, but there are still collisions of of the two guys hitting in space. Yep. And also, your blood, maybe Trey Lance is throwing harder in games than he does in practice because now the blood's flowing and, right? All those things happen. So, I, yeah. again, I, you just got to play more. You got to club down. Club down. You got to play more. He's got he's to get some feel with his clubs. I mean, that's... That's part of this. Trey Sermon didn't play ankle. I was disappointed. No, Juwan Jennings heel, but not ideal. Not ideal. Uh, you want to talk about ideal? An ideal night's sleep, an ideal start to your week, an ideal weekend. However, it all begins or ends. It's got to start at night with sleepnumber.com slash ham. John, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Guys, Sleep IQ technology shows your ideal sleep and wake schedules and the best time for activities like working out and winding down. Sleepers use their smart beds, uh, the rhythm feature, to improve their bedtime and wake time consistency. Uh, consist- you go to bed on time. You wake up at the same time. You get a flow to life, right? You don't want one night you're going to bed at 8.45. The next night you're going to bed at 11.45. And it just throws off your cycle. You want to be consistent. Good night sleep. Sleep equals productivity, productivity equals more money, more money equals success, and then all of a sudden your whole life's better, all because you're sleeping. That's right. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Right now, discover proven quality sleep only at Sleep Number stores or at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Get that REM, get that seven to nine. Limit the alcohol, right? Save her responsibly. <laughs> Limit the caffeine intake, especially in the afternoon. That's for me. Regulate the temp. For, I would say, John, my number one draft pick when it comes to good sleep. Number one is mattress. Number two, temperature. Temperature. Yeah. I, I, if, if you like it chillier, oh, warmer, frigid. There's no such thing as too cold if you've got a blanket. Is there a, is there is there a better feeling than going to a hotel room and turning it all the way down and just freezing cold? I actually I love that. I would love if you could get all your hotel. You could just have like a 
you know, like a profile, no matter where you stay, you, you travel universal nest. Yeah, exactly. And you just have it set to you. That's why when people make fun of like, Oh, he, you know, this guy, he's got a, a driver and a private car that he always has to have it at 66. It's like, if I could have that, the second I get in the car, it's at 66 or whatever the temperature is. I'd be there so fast. I agree. Fleetnumber.com slash ham. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
All right, uh, other stuff. Oh, we had a uh, eventful. I guess we did. We talked thurs- Thursday after the podcast. This Raiders story started to develop. It's still developing. You know, the Raiders president and a couple other people. It was it four other people left the team under mm-hmm. shroud of secrecy, and darkness. And uh, it, there are some reports that there could be some it's impropriety at play, although it's hard to tell exactly whose impropriety it might be. It's very bizarre. It, it has a, uh, you know, from entertainment standpoint, like Enron, Bernie Madoff. But then you start realizing the people at play, you're like, yeah, it's probably not that high level of an operation. So I, I tried to text to get to the bottom of it or just see what I could find out. Like, I couldn't find anything out beside what was out there. There is a chance it is just stupidity. Now, stupidity can get you in trouble, right? And they're just, it, it stems back to some loan that they got in the late 90s that they never paid back. And, the, you know, I, I don't know. But this, listen, I, it feels very Raiders. You know, it, it really does. Now... I was texting with someone the other day. Remember the King story about the president that went rogue? I do. And they had like the 10-year Golden One deal that was like $15 million a year, and they paid on certain cycles, and he just changed the cycles. And he just got in over his head, and there's no looking back. The access you have, and we said this all the time about, like, I don't know if Bedane broke the law or did anything, but there no one would question that for a president who runs an NFL team, there couldn't have been a guy that would have more leeway to do whatever the fuck he wanted in all of the NFL. He would be near the top, right? Just in terms of finding, like, they're checks and balances because the owner is not a business guy, is not a money guy, that does lead itself. And I, listen, I have, I have known people in whatever business that they have that have had uh, improprieties happen to their business, like true, where where it was legal, legally people breaking the law. Now, ultimately, you don't press charges or whatever, but shady shits happen at all different. I actually knew someone in in Davis where we grew up that had it happen on a lower level, maybe you know twenty grand worth of stuff. And I know people that it's been in the seven figures. It's a jarring thing when it happens, right? And you just the people that control the money can really kind of do in the books can do shady shit, right? It just, it can happen. But I don't think this is like, when you start getting outside counsel, like we can't act like this is nothing. No, right? but but it's better, they'd be better off if the people who are no longer with the organization were the ones, the organization, right, the Raiders, are better off that the people who are gone are the ones guilty of impropriety than what other, the other way it could happen is people leave when they, un, when they realize that something shady is going on, but they don't feel like they have the power to, you know, be a whistleblower. They go like, I, I'm getting out of here. This is a mess. I don't want to be a part of this when this blows up. Right. That would be bad. Well, this for, would be bad. But in the end, you know, you're not getting well, punished ha- as a team. SummerSlam. Were you at SummerSlam? Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, SummerSlam was rocking and rolling. Simmons and Cowherd. <laughs> and you sent me the, uh, the Allegiant Stadium was having some issues. No, right? you sent it to me. <laughs> Don't make me the oh, bad guy. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't send it I to mean, me? I mean, we could check the tape here. I thought you sent it to me, but I, again, I was really intoxicated by the time this uh, text message transitioned. <laughs> again, I, I'm not I've afraid been to, to, I lo- to I take... I think it's really cool, so I'm not 
into. Well, my, my, again, my no one. This place is badass. My first thought, like when I got up and I could gather my thoughts, was: Is there a chance Bedane, who was the, was also in charge of like paying the bills, and it's just this thing? Like the Raiders are a true mom and pop shop. Like I don't think that they are. They don't have the toilet water going. I could just see Mark leaving, and all of a sudden, knowing what the Raiders knows, like if you and I just needed someone to do some of the podcast business. They wouldn't know where, if we just gave it to someone and we just took off, they wouldn't even know where to start, right? So there might be people that are involved with just doing basic things like paying the fucking water. They don't even know where the bill comes to. Like, I, that was my thought. That is simple, like, that, that something went unpaid yeah. because of the trans, the transition with and the And you don't think leaving. there'd be like a phone call from the local uh, Vegas water department like, hey, Raiders, this is where I, we know you have an event this weekend. <laughs> We're going to start shutting but down. But wasn't the power not working for uh, the, the, the kiosks? Yeah. yeah, it was just a disaster. I, my point is, it's understandable. Like I, it, They run like oh, a mom and pop point? shop. In a, in a mom and pop shop, if someone leaves, there's a huge missing element. Like in a corporate you know, situation, there's usually not these huge holes. Right. If you told me that Bedane actually personally, not like, I mean, used the Raiders money to like, pay, like he was in charge of the water bill for the state. Like that is believable, right? Or his secretary yeah, that there's did not it. Actually there, as many people working for them who handle all that stuff as other organizations. Yeah. yeah. Or just like his little operation did it. And now it's like, it's just blown up. Uh, it's not crazy. You sent me the text, by the way. I did. Not okay. shockingly. Someone forwarded it to me. <laughs> Probably a Raider fan. You have a lot of friends that are Raider fans. You know, a lot of Raider fans. You're, you're a big Raider fan. But I'm not talking shit like the, no, the place looks I incredible. I, uh, I wish, I, I wish that, you know, they're playing this week. I wish they were playing in real life, like in a regular season. Uh, Bay Bridge Series, John. That's good TV. It These is. Giants. Or, or, well, but do you think Derek's going to play this week? No. Why would he? He hasn't played the first like two he, weeks. Yeah. Feels like the Grin never, like, like he's just gone full. I don't blame him. I, well, Mariota's been hurt. No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, has Derek Derek's played the preseason before, hasn't he? I feel like he has, but this is I get back to the preseason. It uh, it disappears fast. Nothing disappears faster than the preseason. Like you remember regular th- season things, but you and don't I, Jalen Hurts. Well, if you never play again and that's your one moment, that's what you remember. If the, uh, here's the way I'll put it: if I remember your preseason stuff, it's not a good thing. It's well said. Yeah, uh, you turn out Jalen Ramsey and uh, Jerry Rice 2.0. Neither one of them played in the uh, Raiders Rams game <laughs> the other night. <laughs> no, no. They Somebody texted me like, "You watching this?" I'm like, "Oh no, let me flip over." And then I watched. I'm like, "Why am I no?" Did you did you follow the parking lot debacle at uh, at the Coliseum? I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> how could they possibly have an overflow when they have so much space? Like, how how is that possible? You to know, that up? I mean, I don't know what the capacity at that lot those lots are. It wouldn't shock me if they're not built for forty thousand people to be driving in. But um, how many people are coming to Raider games? Yeah, but how many of them drive? What do you mean? Well, I'm just saying there. What is the capacity of the parking lots? That's my question. I thought it was huge. Well, I, I mean, just, they're huge ones there. I, now, yeah. you know, ingress, egress is a phrase I learned only because of the Coliseum, because everyone was always talking about ingress and egress for years. I'm like, what the? I did Google it. I mean, getting in and getting it's out. It's the greatest ingress, egress in America. Yeah, now, right, for it's stadium. the greatest because there's 8,000 people. Yeah. When there's 40,000, like a Raider game, I'm not like, oh, incredible egress. Now, no, the Raider, Raider games was always a shit but show. But it is just boom, boom, you're on the highway. Yeah. You know. 
Uh, the Raider games were a problem. But I don't know how it's possible. I mean, you know 40,000 people are coming. It sounded like it was well, miserable. They're not, they're not used to it. No, but just, I mean, it sounded miserable. It sucks. There's nothing more. I mean, it's being stuck in traffic is, is it like feels like a nothing to people who aren't in it. But when you're in being stuck in traffic, particularly if you've got to be somewhere, it's to me like it's as mad as a human being can get at a, a thing that's not probably going to affect your life. You know, like put aside like real things like illness and, you know, family, dissent, you know, divorce and like things yeah. that like make you as mad as you can possibly be that traffic is might be number one on that list. I would say traffic, like when you know you're going into it and you can prepare and you're not in a rush to get somewhere. But to me, when you pay for an event and obviously I would imagine dynamic pricing, they and some of the, I mean, stuff I read on social media, people miss like two hours of the game because they're stuck. They couldn't get anywhere. Like that's people who prepaid for parking couldn't get in. That turned sucks. away. Like that is that's I, I I feel their pain there. <laughs> I fuck. I might just turn around and go. But the problem is, if you have your kid, it's a big deal. I, I when I used to go to a lot of games as with media passes. Uh, retired now. If I go, I just sit with the people. That. It, there is like it's a big deal for people to go to games you know I, I think sometimes i know i used to take it for granted because i've said this all the time my first ever nfl game was like when i started working the nfl i'd never been to a game up until 2010 and i you just we you know get so much cool access to see the warriors and giants and just all these places go to any team if you want if you're traveling it used to be a really big deal. I remember when I was a kid going with my dad. It is a big deal for a lot of people just to attend a game, right? And if that experience sucks, like, it can really kind of rattle yeah. you. <laughs> um, we probably shouldn't give, like, our hardest takes on this, given that we didn't see it. But a couple of things here. The chat is alerting us to the fact that Kyle was just asked who if he's ready to name his week one starter. David C. on YouTube says, Attention, guys. Kyle was just asked if Jimmy's the starter. He said, nice try. He said he'll answer that when he's ready. Um, Dan says, just listen to Kyle, the giggle when he's asked if he's ready to start Jimmy for week one. Apparently there was a giggle. The giggle was very telling. I don't know how telling the giggle was. Um, I have to see a giggle before I can rate a giggle. But Mayoko says, Kyle says he's not ready to name a week one starter. Eric Branch writes, Kyle Shanahan said Jimmy Garoppolo remains the clear starter as he was at the start of training camp. Quote, the situation is pretty similar. Then he declined to name Garoppolo the week one starter. What do you think? Trey's alive. Trey's alive. He he could have become, I think he could have become the starter tonight. Like we talked about earlier, he didn't. Trey could have or Jimmy could have? Trey could have. I don't think Jimmy can lock the door. He this does not have I'm a saying. padlock. I don't on his think door. Trey Lance was as bad as like everybody thought he was. It was pretty bad the first couple of series. It was, guys. but he what was jumpy? All right, let me rephrase this. I don't think the way he looked tonight affected this QB competition as much as people think. Because again, I think part of the takeaway is the guy needs to play. He needs to play, yeah. and he's his guy. He went all in. But I also think just big picture, when you have a project like this, and when I say project, a guy that just needs a lot of work, the only way for Kyle, back to what you're saying, is to get work on him, is to coach him up as he's playing, right? You can't, you don't really get to develop once the season starts because you're obsessed with your opponent. Well, like, all, all you do all week is game plan and then run plays with the game plan and then keep working on the fucking game plan all week long. 
every Peter King article starting week one to week 17, all kind of the same. Like, you know, I was talking with Josh McDaniels and Friday night they had this one play. Then by Saturday night, that's all you're thinking all week are the plays. You're not like, you know, we we really worked on his takeaway motion when he has the backstroke of his right arm. Like they don't, you don't have time. Even in the NFL, which is all football, you're obsessed with your opponent. You're obsessed with it. You know, um, you know, what reminds me of I. It reminds me of like uh, watching F one. I didn't really know. I've never knew anything about F one. I mean, you might have been the one to tell me about the show on Netflix. One thing I didn't know about how the F one racing works. I thought they all had the same exact car. I, I, it didn't make sense to me that they would have different cars because they all look the same to me because I'm an amateur F one watcher. But then you watch these seasons. I didn't realize they spend their whole off season like revamping their car and getting it ready to roll. And then the season starts and like, that's their car for the year. They're not changing it as they go. I mean, they're fixing it and they're doing some things, but like the car they got the engines, the, the engine. Got. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what we're talking about here is like you, you've got, if you don't play a guy, then there's really not much. It's a little different, I guess, but if you don't play a guy, there's, you can't really do a season. There's no time for changing the formula over the course of the year. Like what you got at the beginning this is where the analogy doesn't work is actually you need to play in order to keep reworking yourself as the year goes along. Right. But if you don't play Lance, then the season ends and what really have you changed? Maybe some things, right. You get to watch and you understand all the other, but the gameplay itself hasn't changed. And then you roll into the next year and the guy spent another year not having played football. He's gonna, he's playing John. He's playing. I don't know if it's week one. I still think it could be week one, but he's playing. And I don't mean like some snaps. I mean, he's starting football games. Yeah. PFF just tweeted this out. Most drop passes this preseason, Trey Lance, seven. Well, do okay. Do we, does that absolve him? How do we? That's interesting. That's partly no, on him, I mean, or is it not on him at all? Like you could, like if I didn't watch any Niners and I read that stat, I'd be like, Trey Lance's receivers are screwing him. But is it a hundred percent that? Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't. It's not nothing. I, I, yeah, I mean, some of them he's throwing to like, you know, I mean, Ayuk dropped the one in the first game. Richie James ball went right through his hand today. Like some are just terrible, right? It's just low level. Like if that happens in a game, it's a problem. Yeah. And then there are the one like, I don't know how they, what they consider the Jimmy Ayuk play, right? Is that a drop or is that, how does, is that a I don't, pick? I think how that's does that work? Pi- I don't think that's a drop. I I, th- I think but hey, it's Ruben, an- you're just right on this. I, I think he wants to start Trey Lance. I think it's just that simple. I think he wants to start Trey Lance. Which again, we reach I reached that conclusion. You reached that conclusion. Of course he does. He traded up to three for him. Yeah. He put his nuts on the table for him. Of course he wants to play him. If Trey would have had an unre- like he had played in the games like he hadn't in the words like starter right now. You know who I'm about to quote? No. In the words of Cedric the Entertainer. It is Cedric, right? I don't know. What, I wish a motherfucker would be in my seat. Yeah. He wants him. Jimmy's I wish in- he would become the starter. Was Jimmy Locke to then be on the 49ers? I think so, yes. Because are you positive it's going to go great if you name him the starter? Or are you just, just dedicated to just, I'm playing him 17 games no matter what it looks like? Yeah, just I mean, then there's a whole nother conversation we'd get into with the money. Like, can you have a twenty five million dollars backup? I mean, Kyle could. Yeah, I mean, he won't care. But you know, Jed and my first question is, 
would what are you going are you going in the season like we he is playing 17 games no matter how it looks or is it now nah, we think we can win with them because if it's now we think we can win with them then you keep jimmy around because if it reveals that you can't win with them then you make a change you got to pivot yeah um i mean you've got it's like you got him sitting there you got two quarterbacks sitting here garoppolo sitting here if trey lance is your starter i say keep him not my 25 million dollars though jed could yeah. you rework but his it's money really I mean, it's kind of Jed's, but it's also the yeah, least. You just look at it like you know, it's just profits. I'm yeah. So I recycling. I, I wouldn't. I, I would keep him as the backup at twenty five million dollars, but that's not always how the NFL works. And I could see them asking him to take a pay cut, and it, that could get ugly. And he could say, "Get fucked," especially because where he would be coming from is it would happen fast on him. He would have been the starter all camp. He had he had never not, and then all of a sudden it flips, which feels like a possibility. It'd be pretty jolting to Jimmy. Right. That all of a sudden, even though Jimmy knows it's fighting it off, all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd say Jimmy's $25 million is in trouble right now. I'll yeah. be a little stunned. I think you're a little more confident that they would just sit him in the back making 25 if he doesn't start. That's just no, not no, the way no. The I'm not confident. I'm just saying I think that's what you should do unless you are just totally dedicated to once we go with Trey, we are not looking back, which would be fine. So you'd be cool with cutting him? Cause that no, would be I would not nice. be cool with it. No, I'm saying this. Well, I yeah. I would keep him around, but it's not my 25 million. Yeah, I guess my ultimate watch point this team is, is get cu- cutting him is not out of the realm of possibility. Then if you just go, with I've Dre. just watched this team, John, go all in on like one player, an injury here, an injury there, and the whole thing blows up. That I I would as an it's an expensive insurance policy, but. Again, if if the Niners were coming off, uh, you know, they went to the NFC Championship game last year then I wouldn't care as much about it. But you just, you've been bad more than you've been good, right? So you can't be week six, Trey Lance gets hurt, and now your season's tanked because you didn't want to keep Jimmy around. Again, if you had gone to the NFC title game last year, whatever. But they didn't go to the NFC title game last year. They went six Last I checked. (laughs) They did go to Arizona for a month. Is that where the NFC championship game was? No, that's just where they had to live when when Santa Clara kicked him out. Uh... Uh, Tanker Crew Chief says uh, Hufanga looked like Polamalu. How you feeling about Talanoa Hufanga right now? Because they, you notice, you've said this, so they weren't the first. You've said it, but uh, Tim Ryan and Greg Pop are one of those like, oh, they really like this guy. Which of course they're standing there next to Adam Peters and John Lynch, and then John Lynch <laughs> telling him how much he likes the guy, probably. Well, he's a lock to make the team. I mean, he's starting these preseason games. Now, obviously, because other guys are not. But that shows you, like, he's making the team. He's on the special teams. They love him. You know what really stood out to me? Did you hear, uh, what's his name, T-Rock and Greg Papa mention this? Is that what he was calling him, or T-Rye? I think it's, I think, I I, I thought it's T-Rock. I mean, T-Rock makes sense. He looks like. (laughs) Yeah. He looks like a T-Rock when you think the music he would listen to. Camaro, mid-80s, drop top. Do you hear who was calling the game next to them? I've been saying this for a while. The, they are the next Sunday night crew. Wait, what? It was, he said Mike Tirico and Drew Brees were calling a fake game oh, tonight at the stadium. Yeah. Now, they're doing Notre Dame this year, I think, right? Drew Brees and Mike Tirico are calling Notre mm-hmm. Dame for NBC. But they, to me, it's a 100% lock if Brees is just semi. Like, Tirico's taken over for Al Michaels, right, right. in the next yeah. year or two. I mean, he was doing Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, he's what he legitimate. He will do Sunday night. Yeah. 
Chris Collinsworth is in his 60s, and he's just not that famous anymore. I mean, he's famous because he calls games, but the history of the, the way the shit works is they always like to get another famous guy, right? You don't get your... Like, those guys... I don't see how they're not calling the NBC game in the next two years. Tariqa will be. I just... I don't know if Drew Brees is good enough, but they clearly would want that. Like, they hired Drew Brees to me to do that yeah. job. Did he now, say... Call, did Greg say Tariqa invented the phrase pick six? Is that what he said? I don't know. Is T-Rock? That's what no, he said? did Greg Papa <laughs> say that Mike Tariqa invented the phrase pick six? That's what I thought I heard him say. Do you think... Could you learn a lot about a trial game knowing that they know that it... Well, for Mike, it doesn't matter, but for Breeze? Yeah. Like, it's not actually on. Do you think you get a pretty good vibe, whether he'd be good yeah. or not? Have you ever done a trial game? I have. And you can feel like you can just lock in like it's a normal game? I guess you're there doing it. No, I did one off a monitor game. once. Gotcha. But if you were doing a fake game tonight... If you're there and calling it live, it'd be pretty easy to psych yourself in. You're just doing a normal game. I mean, it's not the same. (laughs) When you're on real TV, like it's, you know, you get butterflies. Uh, I don't know if they would get butterflies for that. But I've done a few of them, and it's not the same. Like one I did just evolved into just making up names and whatever. So it's not the same thing. But I do think you could get a pretty good idea. Like, is this guy entertaining? Is he clearly, is he a good communicator? Like, yeah, you could. I think they would know pretty quick. Because I, I've questioned Drew Brees. Like, I, you know, is it really going to work? I heard Peter Schrager say something to McVay. He kind of did, too. He's like, you know, I've talked to Drew over the years. And it's like, you know, I don't know if he's just going to be this TV star. And then McVay came in. He's like, well, I've had the chance to, like, have legitimate conversations with him. Like, just about foot, like when he gets animated, you know, at dinners and stuff. And McVay was like, I think he'll probably be pretty good. Like, I think he's – you're not giving him enough credit just because the way he interviews for – something for the saints and how he can just be being a guy's guy. Like you see these clips of him. Like it makes sense now why he was at these practices probably all week. Yeah. Right. They want him to just treat it like yeah. it would I didn't, be a normal I didn't quite week. Understand and he probably was, wants the reps to me either, but it make, I just thought he was like he pet pad in Southern California, just taking the kids. I thought he was going on a tour you know, like, of places, but, but now it makes a little more sense, but I could just see him. Maybe it's unfair for me to just think that he doesn't have some serious shit to him. Well, I think you can get tricked in person. Not that the person tricks you, but hanging out with somebody doesn't always translate to TV. I think it happens a lot where you're with someone, you're like, oh man, that was really enjoyable. They were really sharp. They, they really got it. They're entertaining. Doesn't always translate to television. That's the one thing I would say to McVeigh. It because you still have to. He was just, he was just offended. No, no, he might be right. It's good insight. I'm just saying from experience, it doesn't always translate. Well, would you be pretty confident McVeigh would be good at TV? I'd be extremely confident, yes. <laughs> yeah. So there, there are, like... But again, McVeigh's done, confident, like, McVeigh does a lot of that stuff, kind of. He's always explaining yeah. plays and stuff in an entertaining way. Tomlin. Hey, Peter, man, like let, me, let me tell you, Peter. <laughs> if you ran Monday Night Football and you, like, you, get the, you could pick McVeigh or Tomlin, would you just... Who would you take? I, I would not, like, if you had asked me that before I listened to the thing, I would have said McVeigh without even thinking. I mean, Tomlin is wildly yeah. entertaining. But So, you, I mean, those guys are just unique personalities, and they're viewed that way, so it's probably not even fair. Tomlin right? would be at the top of my list for TV. 
But a- Arians is a guy like Bruce Arians when he he got a lot of personality, and then I watched him do TV. Now, granted, it was a three man booth. He was terrible. Yeah, but he's and I bet he I bet he was thinking like I can't swear. I got. He's also be kind of when you watch him be entertaining, he's kind of a subdued entertaining. You know. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I ordered DoorDash. I ordered DoorDash twice today. Is it here? Uh, no, I mean it happened earlier today. Oh well, this I, was you, you, you John. This was your pre- you were treating lunch. Sunday like a regular Sunday. You know, you're gonna have to have. It, food it was a little. It was a little outrageous. And my second purchase, I bought two. I bought something for dinner too, so I didn't have to order a third thing. Wait, would you, you? So you ordered like a breakfast burrito, hungover, easy justification. Yeah, or it was breakfast. Oh. I just got like a breakfast okay. delivered, and then a couple hours. Sometimes when I'm hungover, I get always really great. hungry. No, no, but this was quick. I got like cinnamon roll. I ate a dirty breakfast. Oh. And uh, then like two hours later, I'm hungry again. So I get a sandwich, but I get to this place that also like a salads and stuff. So I, I did a little two for one and got a salad for dinner and like a burger for lunch. But they, they were both ordered within probably two and a half. It was a record that's, that's... within two and a half hours. All for myself. Hey, bro, I w- uh, did, did this order duplicate? Because I just saw you. That would have been funny if it was the same delivery person. <laughs> No, we. I wouldn't say we got into it, but like sometimes when they do a second delivery, they can fool you. Like if they got to do multiple deliveries and like where I live, there are a couple other streets that if you turn on the wrong street, you can die head a completely different area. And so it always says he's headed to me, but sometimes he has multiple deliveries. So I'm like texting him like, bro, you're right. You went down the wrong street. He's like, no, I got a second delivery. I'm like, well, I'm right here. Why didn't you just stop here first? And so, you know, I wouldn't say contentious, but when he handed me the food, I, you know, wasn't like, you know, bro hugs. <laughs> Could be a reflection of me. I don't know. Edgy. Uh, a couple other, cu- couple other just notes, John. Bears situation is not going great uh, with their quarterbacks. I don't know if you saw any highlights, Fields or Dalton, but they were down 28 to nothing, I think it was. Mitchell Trubisky was slicing and dicing them. <laughs> is there any shame in getting sliced in the preseason by Trubisky for the Bears? I, I think it was a little bit of a kick in the dick for Bears fans, for Nagy. I also saw today just a headline where Fields, I don't know if he talked after the game or today to the media, was like kind of telling Bears fans, like, stop chanting, his, stop booing Andy Dalton for me. Like, stop Stop chanting that. my name when Andy's in the game, yeah. <laughs> like chanting that, David Carr when Alex is in the game. Do you know what's crazy about these two quarterback situations? Both of them are extremely polarizing. They are dramatically different. Kyle is basically telling you, like, I swear to God, if Trey Lance throws one touchdown, Jimmy's fucked. Where Nagy's saying this, and everyone's like, what are we doing? They're just begging for fields. Like, please put him in. I felt it. Like, I was like, I'm going to go work out yesterday. But then the Bears started at 10. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just watch a couple series of them. Well, it takes a while to get there. And then all of a sudden, it's almost the end of the first half, and Dalton's still in the game. I'm like, take him out of the game. But they're down like 28 nothing, like you said, and they're getting their ass kicked. They couldn't yank him. He finally kind of throws this prayer touchdown that like hits the DB's helmet, bounces into the dude's hand. Turns out the dude also had a baby, like had a great weekend, so he scored a touchdown, had a baby. But it was a lot, it wasn't like he hits him in stride. It was a go route that like bounced off, hit off his hands. It was like, and then he got him out of there with a touchdown. It's like, yeah, I don't know if that was a true touchdown. Guy 28 to nothing. I know. And then Dalton hit a deep bomb <laughs> that they all celebrated. Uh, yeah, I mean, the difference, right, is that nobody at a Niner game, sorry, nobody at a Bears game is wearing any Dalton jersey but his family. Like, there's Jimmy Garoppolo has been the guy that everybody wanted for a few years in San Francisco. It's just a different, 
there were, there was some appreciation for him, right? There was no loyalty for Andy Dalton in Chicago. But I also think like you could wear a Jimmy Garoppolo, like you'll see Jimmy Garoppolo jerseys at Levi Stadium this year. And if Trey Lance comes in for Jimmy, that guy will get up and cheer. Right. It's just kind of, we're all in this boat together where every Bears fan would throw Andy off the boat right now without hesitation. If you told Bears fans they cut Andy Dalton and went with Justin Fields and Foles as their backup, everyone would be elated. Well, there wouldn't be any like, hey, man, appreciate what you did for the organization. (laughs) He hasn't done anything for the organization. Do you agree that that spot for a guy, and I don't feel, I mean, he's making $10 million, and he made three last year and he wasn't good, so it's kind of like, it's pretty crazy that he got the raise. I think he is a high character. People really like him. It does suck to be in that spot. Like how you have a city and it's not a random city. It's a major American city. Hate you. Like it feels if you're him, it has to feel like they don't like me. Right. Yes. I think that's (laughs) what it feels like. It's like, I'm just here working my ass off trying to win for you guys. I saw his quote was like, you know, hopefully we throw a lot of touchdowns. They'll all be happy. It's like, I don't know if you're going to throw a lot of touchdowns, Andy. (laughs) <laughs> I just, I don't. One other take I had. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. I think he's gonna get hurt. I think he's gonna get hurt, and then Fields is gonna come in. It's these things tend to. I'm not saying that's working itself out, but the odds that Andy Dalton keeps Justin Fields off the field for like two months or whatever, very low. Yeah. Uh, one other thing. I one other piece of scouting from the weekend, John Ben Roethlisberger's arm looks back to me. Now, Ben, you know, by the time we get to November, it could be a different animal, but. I watched a, a six-minute highlight package on Game Pass, and Ben was throwing bullets. So just FYI, maybe he's got that core, the hip explosion, the core turn, slim down Roethlisberger. Yeah, to, he feels like he benefits a lot from the warm weather. Yeah, yeah. You know, that old cranky body. Sure. It gets a little cold. He's like Tiger at Harding Park. That back stiffens up, and then you just, I don't know. That makes me, that makes me a little nervous on old Big yep. Ben. I watched the Browns. They don't play anybody either. It just feels like they've got a high level operation. Like it's like I, I just I watch the Browns and like I think they're gonna be good. <laughs> I mean they are. I mean they have star players everywhere, mm-hmm. but you just go, yeah, it's a legitimate yeah. team. Yeah. Um did you watch any of uh uh Joe Thomas's excessive sweat? Was it just really hot there? Was yeah, it was like eighty five degrees. And um I took some photos and sent them to a buddy who's friends with Joe, and I'm like, bro, like why does Joe Thomas could he just wear a Browns polo? So this is my take. Uh, it's hard to tell on my phone. The- <laughs> they they I they were doing a good job of like showing the tweets about excessive uh, pit stains, and they were showing it during the broadcast. And he's he's a good personality. Oh yeah, obviously, he's great. So he played into it, but like, but it's John. Does he need to be wearing a button up? Yeah, for this game? folks, this is sports. They were actually wearing blazers when they went to the booth. Which, by the way. I know we have like a Browns fan that's a very diehard listener of the show. The fact that that I just watched the NFL Network and Paul D. Podesta is there just breaking it down, I don't think ever stops being crazy. It's incredible. He he went to the booth. Yeah, he was on, he D. was Podesta. in the booth. And guess what? He's impressive. Shocker. <laughs> and he's talking about like NFL stuff and saying NFL words and phrases and sounds like an NFL guy. You wouldn't know any different. It's wild. He transitioned it's pretty incredible. well. It really is. <laughs> yeah. So they go to the booth. These guys, uh, the broadcasters are wearing blazers. I'm like, folks, put them in a polo. What do we? This is spo- this is preseason football. I get it. Sunday, okay, put on a tie. This 
I think like no baseball broadcast should ever wear a suit unless it's like the World Series and the playoffs and maybe some big games. But otherwise, like the local show, do what the do what most people do now, which is like a zip up and a polo. These guys do not put. Yeah. And then Joe Bold right wears a super tight shirt, no undershirt, so he's bound to just be just yeah. soaked. And he was. <laughs> yeah, I I did not. I, I might have to go back and Google the the deep pedestrian. Can you imagine like watching a Giants game? Be like, let's just go to uh, the assistant GM Bob Myers. All right, what do you think? What do you think about this new set John of fielders Lynch is here? That is, that is pretty it's, fucking. I nice. watched it. I, I was. It, it, it's just like I know he's in charge here. But to watch, I was it doesn't in get awe. talked like, about as much. No, I, I don't think it does get talked about. And I was in awe. Like this is really impressive. He did, and his bold take did come back alive last year, right? He didn't think Carson was a top 20 quarterback. Wasn't that his thing? Yeah, they got... I made fun of him. He did trade away Deshaun Watson, which, you know, also doesn't look too, too terrible right just, now. Just let it play out over time. <laughs> I, I didn't see one snap, but there was a lot of love, and I only box score scouted. He wa- I think he was 9 of 11. I actually saw a couple highlights. Zach, I think, had a good game. Zach Wilson, I did not watch... Uh, the game, but I did. Now they don't. Like, they don't play anyone either, right? They they don't even play their two deep. Somebody said this on the chat earlier. Zach Wilson looked good yesterday. He, but he just has looked. When I've watched him twice now, he's looked comfortable. Well, it's like I I texted a buddy on the Eagles about the second quarter, right? I'm like, God, Mac Jones looks pretty good, and he responds, Yeah, against our threes. This gets back like they did. So if your starters and then half your backups don't play by the time you're in the second quarter, like your 90 man roster's full go. Right, so it's just this is the thing with the preseason where you got to be like it's it's just hard to tell. You you don't know what's what till later. Now you can see physical attributes like we can see it with Trey. You can see it with Trevor Lawrence who's going to play tomorrow. You can see it with Zach. Right, he's a he's a scrambling player. Like he's a fun player. Do you agree there? Like Zach Wilson is just kind of a yeah. I just wondered what the plays. Yeah, the way he played in college would it translate? He's looked kind of fun when I've watched him. Yeah. Is it going to translate to the season, though? It's, we'll see. I think it's going to be but tougher. But his style is going to be his style, I think, which will be kind of fun. They had a day, though, the other day where they lost their star pass rusher. Carl Lawson. And their starting safety. It was like both guys got carted off in a practice. It's just... Maybe it's Salah. Phil, Phil Savage. I saw I saw a Browns fan tweet. He's like, it reminds me of 07, the Browns. They had had a good year in 06. They signed two big players in free agency. One of them is like a star center, like uh, like the equivalent. He's probably more famous, but and younger than Alex Mack. I mean, maybe not as famous as Alex Mack, but you know, like he was like a very expensive center. Charles Bentley was his name. Phil said the first day, uh, I think it might have been OTAs, like team activities, his leg snapped, and it's just like it just throws your whole. It just throws everything off. Like when you have a major player who gets hurt in camp, it is hard to shake that. Like Carl Lawson, I saw one of their defensive linemen. Because I, I follow like uh, what's the Yes Network or whatever. One of the SY SNY, and they just they cover you know the Giants, the Jets, the Yankees, the Mets. Just it's just an easy Twitter follow, right? They just give me a lot of shit. And they were interviewing one of the uh, one of the Jets like a week ago. And he was like, hey, let's just get the elephant in the room out of the way here. Carl Lawson hasn't been blocked yet. Like, he's kind of hyping him up because he was kicking the shit out of everyone. He's a legitimate. I mean, they gave him like $50 million. 
tears his, pops his Achilles. Like, that is just, okay, that is such a kick in the dick. Even if your team wasn't going to be that good, if you're just the Joe Douglas, like, that's just your star, star well, pass even rusher. Even if your team wasn't going to be that good when you, like, I bet Robert Sala thought, he was going to be Robert Sala thought they had a chance, even if they don't. Yeah. He thinks, like, man, if we just do this, 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 we got Carl Lawson, we might have the best player on the field most games. Like, we got a shot, right? That's what you think. Yeah. And it just ends. And not only does it just end, you go, is he ever going to be the same? Yeah. That's, that's what you start also start asking yourself. You're like, that sucks. That's where the ACL versus the Achilles is so major. It's also why the guaranteed money and these football contracts is all we ever talk about, right? He hadn't even played a game yet. Right. And who knows? We've seen like Jarek McKinnon, who's watching the Chiefs game on Friday night, who actually makes some cool plays. Like, is Jarek McKinnon just going to be okay for Andy? But he just he got injured and he just never it just derailed his Niner career. Uh, did you know we have games next Sunday, preseason week three? We got Raiders Niners at one o'clock. Yeah, yeah that's one of the five games. For some reason, I thought they were all Saturday, but there's five games next Sunday. Don't worry, folks. We'll be doing a full preseason week three preview later in the week. Uh, we have four games Friday, John. Including uh, all four games feature. Uh, uh, who cares? Never mind. Um, <laughs> no one fakes gets excited more the preseason than doesn't watch like that. Hey, <laughs> I, I did one of these like, you know, maybe you don't need to sell the people like they're good. If it's on, they'll watch it. If they're not, you know, we get it. Sam Darnold does look good in a Panthers uniform. I'll tell you that. Uh, Lions, time to start scouting the Lions. All right, if you're a Niner fan, start scouting the Ravens. If you're a, if you're a Raiders fan, Tyler Huntley, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what are we doing? So, okay. I mean, the people the people arrived at like 7.30 tonight, John. I feel like we should go till midnight. But uh, if you weren't here at the beginning, here's what you need to know, among other things. This podcast is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. I'm making, uh, I, I'm having tonight... A uh, what was this one called from our guy Devin? The pineapple juice and uh, and ginger ale. Oh, this was the fruit mule, the Tito's fruit mule. Keep sending us pictures of your your Tito's beverages. Your little pineapple. This is actually pineapple mango. A little Trader Joe's. Somebody tell me if they find a better uh, ginger ale, but I like this one from Trader Joe's. How often do the Habermans go to Trader Joe's? Primary, gro- it's What's our week? primary grocery store. No shit. So you guys are very loyal. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I can't even. It's tell hard you the to wander around in. to Trader Joe's. Like I wander around to Safeway. Like all the food I could possibly need is here, and I have no idea what to buy. Trader Joe's smaller. It's a yeah. smaller wander. That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Trader Joe's tomorrow. You should because they got they got a lot of good uh, like pre made stuff, pre made salad in a box, little wraps. They got stuff that just throw it in the. Yeah. In the microwave, and it's a little ravioli meal, a little this, a little that, a little chicken. Boom. Yeah, I like that. Uh, So everybody, get get your mailbag questions and keep sending us photos of you and your Tito's. We appreciate we appreciate you sharing wherever you share them with us. And um, yeah, get in the mailbag, and we'll have another great week. Anything else, John? I saw this is a good one. The Detroit Lions drink Smirnoff, not Tito's. Losers. Oh, who said that? Let's give this. He just said Carlo. He just said Lions. I take it he means the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Good one, Carlo. Okay. Um, uh, was there something? No, I think that's. Thanks to everybody. Oh, I know. What I was say. Thanks to everybody who hung out tonight. Hey, tell uh, tell your friends, and um, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, have a.
Have a great week. See you guys a little later. Thanks for hanging. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.